0: Lord, we want to thank you and praise you. What a powerful name is the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, it's your name. It's your, what you have done for us. That means we can stand in your presence and worship you. Lord, we thank you for who you are and for your invitation to come into your house today. Thank you for your generosity and your grace thank you for your forgiveness and your mercy and Lord as we open your word together and as we learn from you speak to us speak to the young people as they go for Sunday streams Lord we're your children and we want to learn from you speak into our hearts and into our lives we may grow and become mature and complete in you, all for your honor and glory. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Last week we, uh, or a few weeks ago, we started looking at habits in a journey about going deeper with God. Seven habits of highly effective Christian believers. Habits, we say, are things that are part of your life. Things that you do. Anybody have any irritating habits? Yes? You want to share them? No? Any partners want to share irritating habits? So that's, that's what happens, isn't it? We all have those kind of habits. They're just things that you do without even thinking about it. And And the Bible says, and well... We're doing this series because we need to have these things as those, just like habits in our lives. Things that we do without even thinking about doing them. Just like those irritating things. And so we started looking at what these things are. First was that we read and obey God's Word. Read so that we have a habit of reading God's Word all the time. But not just read it, but we put it into practice in our lives. Secondly, that we have that active prayer life. That prayer is not just an emergency 999 dial. There we go. Lord, I'm in trouble again. Help me. Get me out of this problem. But that it actually is like a relationship. It is a relationship. And that prayer is that communication where we speak to God, but also listen to God. Just in any relationship that you have. Wouldn't be much of a relationship if all you ever did was contact them when you're in trouble. They were prayer. We need to have that kind of active life of just including God, listening to God in everything that we do. Third thing, we say we need to set spiritual goals. That you're never going to accomplish anything unless you set goals towards it, unless you become conscious about achieving things. You know, I can say that I want to learn how to play the piano. But unless I set a goal towards doing that, I go get some lessons, I practice, I train, I take grade one, then grade two, then grade three, and so on, that's why they have different grades. You're never going to accomplish it. I can still say the same thing when I'm 85 years of age, going, I want to learn how to play the piano. It's just not going to happen. So you have to set those goals, spiritual goals, if we're going to go deeper with God. And then last week, we started looking about gifts. That we have to use the gifts God has given us to build up the gifts of others. God gives us gifts and we started looking at it last week. And we said spiritual gifts is the ability given by God's Holy Spirit to express our faith effectively in word or deed for the strengthening of someone else's faith. That's what a gift is. It's the ability that's been given by God to you and to me to be able to express our faith really effectively for the strengthening of someone else's faith. And we looked at what that really means. We said, firstly, every believer has a gift. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, He's given you a gift. Full stop. You have it. It's a welcome present. Secondly, that the the gift is a primary channel where God's Spirit wants to flow through you. He comes upon you, flows through that gifting through you and out into others. Thirdly, that the focus is always the serving and the building up of others. God doesn't give you a gift for your own benefit. It's always for someone else. It flows through you to bless others. It's not yours. It's not This is my gift, I'm just going to use it for my own pleasure. Thank you very much. Never. It's for someone else. Fourthly, that there is a danger with gifts. That you can use those gifts in your own strength and leave God out of it. As they grow, as you become more able in that gift, you can sometimes, there's a danger that you leave God behind and then you stop the flow. I could say, as I said, I could stand up and preach to you a message without God being involved in it at all. It'd be completely a waste of your time and my time. But you could choose any passage of Scripture. I could just open it up and I could waffle on for the next hour, and you could then go home again and go, "Should have stayed at home this morning." Why? Because God is not flowing through that. Because I haven't allowed God to flow through that. I'm just doing it because I know how to talk for an hour. Just ask my wife; she'll tell you the truth. Right? You have to use, learn how to use the strength that God provides. And lastly, the goal is always for God's praise and glory. That's where we got to last week, but I want to carry on this week. And I want to look, if you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because we, before we carry on with the fifth habit, I want to just look a little bit more. And then we're going to come back to this, I think, in a, in a deeper series uh, in a little while's time. But I want to just look here. Uh, what it says about gifts, just for one more Sunday. It says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant. That's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. And then skip down a little bit, and he said in verse 4, he says, there are, same, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them, in, in every one. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now what what the Bible is saying here, what Paul is saying to us here, is first of all that the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit of God need to be used in harmony, in unity with each other. What Paul does here is he says, he uses the three different parts of the Trinity. He says there's the Spirit, the same Spirit, the same Lord Jesus, and the same God, the Father. So he's saying, when you think about the Trinity, three in one, three distinct different things, different people, but different God, but all one God. And I'm not going to get into explaining the Trinity. But it's saying that the the gifts of God's Spirit needs to be used in that same kind of unity that we see in the Trinity itself. You can't ever split the Trinity. Who created the world? Father, Son, or Spirit? All of them. Who died on the cross? Jesus alone? Can you ever split this? You know, see? Who performs miracles? I'll let you ponder those. You can never split the Trinity up. The Bible never splits the Trinity up. They may use one particular word for it, but actually they're all involved in all of it. It's it's well complex. But what Paul is doing here, what, what he wants us to understand is that the gifts are used in that same kind of unity. You can't split them up. Look what it says at the end. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit. What's manifestation mean? When you manifest something, you show it. Now, the showing of the Spirit, when you're in love, you manifest that. Look, front row. What are they doing? Holding hands. Beautiful. Look, and now now this is rippling. This is an effect here. Come on, you're newlyweds, come on, man, like, well, not, you know. Okay, good, 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 here we go. Let's have a bit of love in the house. Come on, right, okay? Oh, no, no don't go too far, right? <laughs> Whew. Okay, so you manifest it, right? You show it. Normally, you don't have to be told to show it, you just do, Right? That's what manifestation is. So each one is shown the Spirit is given for the common good. The Spirit is shown through the gifts so that everyone can enjoy for the common good. Everyone can enjoy what the Spirit is doing. That's what the Bible says. So there needs to be that kind of unity so that everyone can see God's Spirit working. No, I need some volunteers today. I need five volunteers. I'm going to do one. Okay, you're laughing. Two. I'm coming. Corbina, three. You want to come up? Four. You don't want to come up, but you're coming up anyway. I'm going to break you two up. Come on, Jenny. Because you were getting frisky with your husband. You better come out the front. Right, five of you. Because I want to just look down the rest. Okay, you can turn and face everybody else. Because there's a few lessons that I want to show you about the Holy Spirit and about these gifts. Right, okay, stand in a line. Please. Now then, I've got something for you. Um, this is for you. You can hold it up when you're given it. Okay, this, this is for you. You're very welcome. This is for you. This is for you. And this is for you. Okay, would you like to tell everybody what you've got? It's, it's cherry car freshener. Okay, so you've got cherry car freshener. Show that up. Everybody can see it. What have you got? Uh, two bars of soap. Two bars of soap. And I, have, I have a dairy milk uh, chocolate. I have an orange. Come and get tasty pumpkin and chicken, baby. Okay, awesome. They're yours to keep, by the way. Okay. Are you excited about your presence? You didn't even think today that you were going to come to church and get gifts from the pastor of the church. How excited are you? is very excited, he said. Quite. Extremely. Now. Verse 11, it says, all these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and the Spirit distributes them to each one, just as He determines. First thing you've got to know is that the Spirit gives us the gifts. It's not for us to say, I want this gift and I want this gift. I don't like baby food. I would rather have the chocolate. How, how out of the four of you, how many of you are jealous that and got the chocolate bar? Be honest, you're in church. No? Would you, If you had a choice to swap your baby food with the chocolate bar, you wouldn't do it? No. <laughs> you see, sometimes what happens is that the Spirit gives us gifts and we say, Hey, I, w- I want the gifts that that person's got. I don't want the gift that he's given me. I'd rather have the gift that they have. Don't do that, right? The Spirit gives the gifts just as each one determines. I could have opened the bag up and said, which would you like? Help yourself. But I didn't do that either. I deliberately chose a gift for each of them in keeping with, no, let's not go there. I just chose it. Because I got to choose because I bought them. And you need to keep them or give them away or do something with them now. But do you see what the Spirit does? He gives us the gifts, okay? So be thankful for the gift or gifts that you've been given. Because the Spirit of God has looked at you and said, This is the gift I want to give to you. Don't start comparing it, getting jealous with someone else's gift, right? Don't say, I want the Oreo chocolate bar. You know what? The Spirit knows what He wants to give to you. And He's infinitely wiser than you and me. So be thankful with what you've got. I don't know why I keep looking at Joan. Second one. Oh, yeah. Right, I'm going to move you around, okay, a little bit. Okay, Quabina, I want you to stay where you are. Okay, Joan, if you can come right next to Quabina here. Okay, I think Jenny, if you maybe need to go down between these two here. Okay, I've put them in order. What order have I put them in? Why have I put them in this order? There's a ma- a madness to my method here. Oh, yeah, male, female. Nope. <laughs> Height? Well, it's, yeah, it's like a W, but no. What is it? Not the value of the present? No. Trust me, baby stuff is well expensive. Anybody? It is something only I know. Look to me. What do you think? That's a hint. I would probably come around here in this list. Yeah, well, it's not a long. It's just amount of facial hair you've got, and I figured with a beard, you've got to have way more than anybody else. Now, okay. I arranged them. Carry on in our passage. It says here, verse 18, God arranges the parts of the body, the people with the gifting just as he wants them to be. I could have arranged these guys in any order I wanted. I could have done it in height order. I could have done it in age order, but I thought that was getting a bit risky. I could have done it in the ones that I thought were the most beautiful to the ugliest, and that would have been even more risky. I could have done it in any order I wanted, male, female, right? But I did it based on hair. Just, you know, I hadn't counted, but only God knows the number of hairs. But God arranges us just as he wants us to be. So don't complain to God about where he's put you in his kingdom because he wants you there. He says, I'm going to give you the gifts I want to give you, but I'm going to arrange you where I want you to be as well. Right? So that He can flow through those gifts in the particular place that He's put you. So, as the Bible says, we are where He wants us to be. It's not by chance that we're in Trinity. It's not by chance that we're here. It's not by chance the gifting that He's given you. It's not by chance where He's connected you. Because he's arranging us just as how he wants us to be. Just like a body is arranged. And Paul in that passage doesn't he says, you can't say I don't want to be there or this, that and the other. We're all arranged in the order that he wants us to be in. That's the the second thing I want to say. Third thing, I want you guys to go and do something for me. I want you to take this. Right. Okay. And I need 10 copies. Right. You know where the office is. Okay. You need to tell, take them to the office in a minute, right? Hang on. Next thing I need. I need... Right. Right. If the office is closed, that is the key to open the office. You need to take this, and I want 10 copies of that made, right? Now, Jenny, I need to give you something first. I'm going to write on here the code for the photocopier. Because you can't use the photocopier unless I give you the code. Don't show anyone else. This is top secret code. This is to stop everybody using the church photocopier and Elaine will get me into trouble if I show anybody. True? Right. Okay. So that's for your eyes only. That sounds like a Bond film. Right. So you will need to type that code into the machine before they can use the machine. And I'd like you to pick up the completed 10 copies, double-sided, and bring them back. Go. Now the Bible says... God has distributed, God has arranged, but God has combined the gifts together. The parts of the body, everyone just as He wants them to be. Now what have I done for them? They've all got a part to play. What happens if one of them says, I don't want to do this, this is silly, I'm going home? They'll all fail, right? They're all dependent on one another. I split the job up, which is a simple job. I could have done it myself. Don't actually need 10 copies, but I thought I'd just get rid of them anyway. Right? But I split them up into the different tasks so that they're dependent on one another. If you don't have the key, they wouldn't be able to get in the office. If they don't know where the office is, they'll just be walking aimlessly around the church for the next half an hour. If they didn't have the code, they would get to the machine and the machine won't work. Because you have to put the code in first before you can get a black and white print out of it. And then you have to set it up to do, you know, two-sided. And then they'll come back, hopefully, with ten copies. So they'll either succeed together or they'll fail together. But they're dependent on one another. And it's just the same in the body with the gifts. God has combined the parts, the gifts... Every one of them, just as he wants them to be. So the gift that he's given to you needs to be used in, in conjunction with the gift he's given to me, right? All our gifts work together. Why do you think the England football team is so rubbish? I'm not talking under-17s, under-19s, under-20s, under-20s. I'm talking about the adults. Because they're not working together. When you watch them, it's just embarrassing. They're brilliantly gifted individuals, but they just don't seem to know how to work together. And when they come against a team that works together, they get beaten. And it's the same with the spiritual gifts that God gives to us. He combines them together, every one of them, just as He wants them to be. So, our gifts are not just for us to use, not just for the f- Spirit to flow through me, but they're for each one of us to be working together for the common good. Okay? I think I've lost five people, don't you? <laughs> I don't know if they'll ever come back. Probably just gone for coffee. Yeah. Right. And lastly, this God has appointed the gifts. What does it mean when you're appointed? I appointed them to do a job. What does it really mean? They've been chosen, but they've also been empowered to do it. If somebody stands there and says, hey, you can't come into the office. Who do you think you are coming? They'll say, hey, Pastor Davey gave me the key. Pastor Davey asked me to do this. I've given them the authority to go and use the photocopier. So nobody should be able to stop them. Because they have everything they need, and they've been appointed, they've been empowered to do that. And just in the same way, God appoints you, which means that when He gives you the gift, He gives you the power to use that gift in the way that He wants you to use it, okay? He doesn't give you a gift and say, here you go, now you figure it out. It's not like when you get an Ikea package, you know, that comes, half the bits are missing anyway, and you have no idea how to put it together. God gives you the gift, but He gives you the package that gives you the power to use that gift for His honor and glory. Yes, it needs to grow and develop, but He has appointed you. He's placed you and empowered you to use that gift for His honor and His glory. Before we... Carry on. I want to answer this one question. There's two questions I want to ask today. Firstly, what's the difference between a talent and a gift? What is it? Talent? Talent you're born with, a gift you're given. Kind of. That's part of it. Although you're not necessarily born with a talent. I can play the piano. You weren't born singing, were you? Screaming, maybe, but not singing. A talent is something you can develop, but you can also develop a gift. Hey, success? Awesome job. Give him a round of applause. Wonderful. Okay, thank you. Brilliant. Look at that. Oh, and the keys. I better take the keys. Were you stopped en route? Did anybody question you? No. No, I wouldn't doubt it with the, you guys. I better take the code back. Thank you very much. You can go and sit down with your presence, but if I see Quabina opening his chocolate up, then... Brilliant. The talent and the gift, what's the difference? Firstly, a talent is a result as you said, of genetics or training. We're born with talents. But a gift is a result of the power of the Holy Spirit. The gift is given to you when you become a believer. You're not born with the gift of a spirit, okay? When you become a believer in Jesus Christ, God gives you a gift at that moment. When you surrender your life to Jesus, when you say, Lord, I want to follow you, he gives you a gift or gifts at that moment. You're not born with it talents, I can play the piano, not as well as running, but I can play it. I could jump up there and, no, I won't embarrass myself, but I could. I played the guitar. And so I wasn't born with that. I just learned how to do it. But when I became a believer in Jesus Christ, he imparted gifts to me at that moment. Whoops. Secondly, a talent can be possessed by anyone. But spiritual gifts are only believers it's only when you become a believer that he gives you one of the spiritual gifts. And in a moment, I'm going to give you a list of the gifts of the Spirit so you know what I'm talking about, right? That's why they had to get 10 more copies. And while talents and spiritual gifts can be used for God's glory to minister to others, spiritual gifts are focused on these tasks while talents can be used entirely for non-spiritual purposes. What's that saying? Spiritual gifts are only used... To build up one others. I can go and play the piano at home. Sometimes I do. I shut myself in a room and I have a great time playing away on the keyboard. It's for my benefit. In fact, if you came and listened, you would probably leave. But I'm having a good time. Because it's for me. Spiritual gifts are never for me. They're always for others. Okay? That's the difference. Let me ask one more question. So how can I discover what the gift has been given to me? How can I know? In a moment, we're going to get into little groups, and I want you to share this, and I'm going to give you a list of all the gifts. In fact, let me hand these out now. Yeah, Could you do that? Thank you. On the sheet of paper you're getting are 25 different gifts that God gives with a little explanation next to it, okay? And the scripture readings, where they come from. This is for you to take home. Corbino gets a list and chocolate, right? Joan gets a list and, and lunch. Or maybe it's Mike's lunch, I'm not quite sure. But anyway. But how can we discover what the gifts have been given? Let me, let me give you three, three ways that may help you, okay? Put the paper down for a minute because you're, you're all reading now. I shouldn't have done that. Firstly, ask yourself this. When is it that I feel most spiritually alive? Or when do I feel most connected to God? When the spiritual gift is being used, God's Spirit flows through you, right? You feel His presence, you feel Him because it's like, it's like a channel. It's like water being flowed through you. You know when you drink a cup of water, particularly if you're really hot, right? And you go and you drink. You can feel it going down, cooling the inside of you, yeah? Or beer, even better, right? You feel, oh, that's so good. And you feel it just cooling you down. It's like that with the Spirit of God. When the Spirit is flowing through you, you sense it. You can feel it. So when God's spirit is flowing through one of those gifts that he's given to you, you can feel it. You know it's the spirit of God that flows through you. When you feel really connected, when you feel just close to him, when you feel that presence within, that's one way you can feel it. The second way is this. When a challenge comes, when a problem comes, when something comes into your life, what's your initial reaction? It's a good indication of To narrow it down a bit. Some people go, you know what we need to do? We need to pray about this straight away, right? Get on my knees, I'm going to pray. Well, then your spiritual gift is probably in the prayer area of gifting. Because that's your... Other people say, no, 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 we need to sort this out. We need to deal with this. We need to sort out a system. We're going to do this. Then you're probably in more leadership kind of gifting, administration and so on. From the list. Others are going, no, I see a challenge in you. I'm going to put my arm around you and I'm just going to journey with you. I have no idea. I'm not even going to look at how I can help. But hey, I'm right there with you, right through this. I'm never going to leave you. I'm just going to journey with you through it. Then your gifting is in that kind of area of helping and, and, and supporting, right? All are needed. One is not better than the other in the gifts. They're all needed. But it gives you an idea of where to look for. And lastly... What do other believers see in you? Sometimes other believers will see because they experience when the Spirit flows through you and touches others, they will recognize it sometimes before you will and say, wow, God really spoke to me through you then. And so they can see that gift. What I want you to do is this. I want you to get into groups. I don't mind how many in a group. But I want you to look at these three questions. And I want you to look at the sheet of paper that you got. And I want you to see if you can identify which gift or gifts God has given to you. And I'm going to put a big flip chart up in front here. And when you know what the gift or the gifts are, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's a few gifts. I want you just to come and write that gift on the, on the sheet, okay? So that we have a list. I don't want your name next to it. Right? I just want to see the diversity of the gifts that God has given to his people. Okay? we we'll get into little groups and, and share, like, just talk to one another. Because as you share, you'll kind of realize. Share a, try and think about when, when I felt most alive. Think about what do you see in me if you know one another well? What do I do when, when a challenge comes? And then see if you can marry it up to that list. Okay? Does that make sense? (laughs) I maybe should explain a couple of things. Firstly, just because you've been given a gift by God doesn't mean to say that he doesn't empower you in other ways. Right? So all of us could probably write most of that list up there for ourselves. Because there've been times where there's been times where I prayed for people, I laid hands on them and God has made them well. That doesn't mean I have the gift of healing. That means in that instant God used me to heal someone because he just decided to flow through me in that time. Right? So it's not like, well, I preached one sermon once in my life or I gave a testimony, therefore I have the gift of this, that. You know, it's, it's the, the primary way that God flows through you is what we're talking about. So just because you have a, a a gift doesn't mean to say that God won't use you in all these ways at some point. But it's pointless us just writing everything down, 1 to 25 up there, that's me, Right? this is the primary way in which God flows through you there'll be there'll be a giftings that he flows through you more often than not that's that's what we're looking at okay so don't try and get confused by saying well that's me that's me that's me that's me that's me, that's me, that's me. right just focus on the and the other thing is well I'm talking is that God often uses the gifts in conjunction with our talents there's not a gift of worship but God uses faith or even healing or mercy whatever it is through worship so we have a talent to be able to sing or to play and God will use that as a vehicle where the gifting comes through and it takes it not just to leading of worship but it takes it to impacting other people it may be the gift in prayer of praying, interceding, that God uses that to really touch other people's lives. Okay? You see what I'm saying? So it may be our natural talents that he uses, but he inspires those to take them to a new kind of depth and impact for others. Does that make sense? It's such a big subject, this, but that's why we'll come back to it again soon. We'll look at it in more detail. This writing's getting smaller and smaller up here. Like running out of wonderful. I was wondering if Corbina had the gift of giving. Then he might share the chocolate at the end of the service. But I, I didn't. I didn't see what he wrote. To be honest, so, <laughs> so I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I don't get any better, do I? Let's face it. No. You might not be able to read it, but just so many different gifts. Do you see? Oh, look at that. Do you see the variety of gifts that we have represented in the people here? Just amazing. I'm going to leave it up so you can come and have a quick look afterwards, okay? Just see the variety of what God has given to us through his Holy Spirit. And we need to be using these gifts for the building up of one another. That's what they're there for. So all these gifts need to have a vehicle, a a way in which they can be used week by week, day by day, to build up his family. That's what we need to look at and work at, uh, how we do that. Because there's nothing worse than if you've got a gift of encouragement of service or whatever it is of leadership, of, of helping, of hospitality of tongues or knowledge or whatever, that there isn't an opportunity to use those gifts then there's something wrong with this church that's the truth. We need to be using these gifts for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. So I want you to take that list with you, think about for yourselves, how am I using these gifts? How is God flowing through these gifts? If he's not using them, if, if you're not sure how you can do it, then, then we need to talk and you know maybe find one of the leaders of the church here. Come talk to me or talk to Inika or Sanjay or Ronnie or whoever. Talk to somebody here, to, to Joan, Loretta, Talk to one of the the service pastors, how can I use this? This is the gift that God has given me or the gifts he's given me. I'm not sure how to use them in this church. And then we will find a way because that's what we're about. And remember that all of these are necessary. All of them. God says if his gifts are working, then you will see growth, you'll see increase, you'll see blessing in the people around. We will grow stronger because of one another. And that's what I want. Isn't that what you want? We're dependent on each other to use these gifts so that we can grow in him for his glory. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. I thank you for each of my brothers and sisters. I thank you for all the gifts that you have given Lord, I ask that there would be no competition between gifts. One is not more important than another. Because you are the source of all of them. And you have given them, appointed them, placed them, combined them, just as you want them to be. Some we see more than others. Some are up front, some are behind the scenes. That doesn't matter. They're all essential. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians, just like a body. You know, somebody, somebody has a backache, you don't see it, but you see the results of it and it affects your whole body. If someone has a, a stubbed toe, you don't see it because it's hidden behind the shoe, but it affects the whole body. And it's the same with us. Lord, each gift is given. Each is precious. Each you have given just as you want it to be to be used, combined together in unity for the growth of your church, but more than that, the growth of your kingdom. That your kingdom might come, your will will be done. Lord, that your community outside these four walls will be richly blessed. People will be blessed because they will have the gifts flowing through them, ministering to others. Lord, teach us to use your gifts. Help us to find ways if we don't know how to. To exercise these gifts that you've given to us. So that they may be used for your honor and glory. I thank you for today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for each one of us. And Lord I ask that you would bless us this week. Lord some of us may be facing a difficult week. maybe really busy. There may be challenges, may be fears, concerns. Lord, I lift them to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come upon them. Give strength where it's needed. Give victory where it's needed. Give breakthrough where it's needed. Give vision and purpose and direction where it's needed. And Lord, just come and and give your strength. You have promised that. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what you've done for us. Lord, come upon each one of us this week and flow through us, through those gifts that you've given to us, not for our benefit, but for the benefit of those around us. And we give you all the honor and glory. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.